Welcome to another episode of the Augmented Podcast. Augmented reveals the stories behind the new era of industrial operations, where technology will restore the agility of frontline workers. Technology is changing rapidly. What's next in the digital factory? Who's leading the change? What are the key skills to learn? And how to stay up to date on manufacturing and industry 4.0? In episode 28 of the podcast, the topic is making industry sexy. Our guest is Scott McKinsey, host of the Industrial Talk podcast. In this conversation, we talk about Scott's personal journey from humble beginnings as a lathing contractor, prepping houses for plastering, and a certified lineman climbing utility towers, going to night school, MBA, to industrial marketer and educator, and eventually becoming the leading independent industry podcast. We discuss his unique approach to industrial marketing and networking, focused on conversations to make introductions that turn into business. We discuss the road ahead for industrial leaders, industrial tech, and marketing. Augmented is a podcast for industrial leaders, process engineers, and shop floor operators. Hosted by futurist Trun Arne Unheim. Presented by Tulip, the frontline operations platform, and associated with MFG Works, the industrial upskilling community launched at the World Economic Forum. Augmented, the Industry 4.0 podcast. Scott, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Tron, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be available to have this conversation in a big way. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is exciting. I am uh, humbled uh, by you in many ways, I must say. So we'll talk a little bit about how you got where you are. But um, yeah, so why don't we kick it off with that? You uh, have on your site somewhere that you had humble beginnings and you, you, you talk about starting out as a lathing contractor. I don't know if you were doing drywall or if you got the plastering, because if you got the plastering, I have some real questions for you. I have plastered some stuff. Uh, oh, I did plastering. And, I did oh plastering. Boy. I set it up for plastering. And I used to be a, a long time ago when I first started out, I carried hod. And if anybody knows anything about that, you put, in essence, you, you throw the mud on your shoulder and then you walk up a ladder to get it up to where the people are putting the plaster on the wall. So I was a hod carrier too. <laughs> oh boy, I tell you, I plastered my, uh, you know, a room in the basement. And uh, when you do that alone, man, that's hard work. And you're working <sighs> against the clock and everything is heating up. You're like, it's falling off the wall. It's, it's, it's sticking. It's not sticking. <laughs> anyway. It's a mess. And so when I was doing some, uh, when I was doing the, the laughing, it's, it's the wrapping of the house. So before you put on any, stucco or or uh plaster you've got to wrap the house and you wrap it in in whatever the 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 lath is and then the wire and then the chicken so it has everything to stick to and uh i grew up in uh barstow california which is in the middle of uh the desert in southern california between los angeles and las vegas and it was blistering hot outside so 110 you're wrapping a house so you know it is what it is. It uh, put food on the table and paid some bills and, you know. Well, and it turned you into a strong character that doesn't give up. Um, and then you went on and you 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 got a college degree there and you you got an MBA. And, and then what happened? You, you, you got into marketing right away? Uh, I was with Southern California Edison and I uh, was, I, I 
opened the door into Southern California Edison, I was a journeyman transmission lineman. So what I did is I climbed the towers and, and this was in uh, South Central LA or Southern California. And that's where my, my territory was when I was working as a lineman. And at that, I was going to school at night and uh, then undergrad, grad. And then I was uh, managing all of the the uh, renewable contracts for Southern California Edison, the the wind, the solar, the biomass, and so on and so forth. And uh, I've always had a real passion for sales and marketing. Didn't know, but because I was with a utility company, I just always gravitated to those that that type of business. But if anybody understands or knows about uh, utilities, eh, sales and marketing not a big thing because you're a you know you're a in essence, a quasi-monopoly, so you don't really have to worry about those things. You just got to deliver quality power in that case. Well, but then how, how did you uh, how did you sort of uh, snooze out that this was still the path for you to take then? Because, you know, the industrial marker that you are today, and I, I'm going to ask you about this, but there's a quote on your LinkedIn site. You said, I'll help you blast past a mind-numbing snooze fest, which exists in today's industrial marketing <laughs> strategies. So you have a bit of a, uh, yeah, you know, okay, you have a so, bit of an attitude here. Right, right, right. And so this is how it happened. And I, I joined PricewaterhouseCoopers as a, as a uh, consultant. And then I started getting my flavor on, on the sales and marketing and then left them and started my own business. And uh, it ended up in a, uh, I ended up, taking a terminal company, uh, helped take a terminal company public. And, um, and then I started a, an industrial maintenance company. And uh, from there, I realized the need, the real need to have effective sales and marketing strategies, right? Nobody's going to talk to you. And especially in the world of maintenance, industrial maintenance, nobody wants to talk to you. And I mean nobody, zero, zap, yeah. And so every time, and this is how it happened. So every time I would uh, approach a, a, a target, a prospect, whoever that might be, and say, hey, we do maintenance. Uh, nah, they ran away like they were on fire. And so uh, I had to try to rethink that that interaction. And so I was coming back from a uh, client of some sort, and I was listening to podcasts because I always like to learn and uh, see what's going on out there and see who's pushing the envelopes, whatever it might be. and. Uh, Realized, I said, hey, I could do a podcast. And all I wanted to do the podcast was just to say, hey, prospect, I see that you got something going on. And I think the listeners of Industrial Talk would like to hear what you had to say. And for the most part, they would say, oh, uh, oh, okay. And then and that was that would be it. And then you open the door, you have this conversation, you develop the relationship and and all things. But the, re the real reason, too, is is how do you stand out? How do you stand out in this world of numbness? We've had this pre-pandemic. I'm, I'm going to start riffing, Tron. Here it is. Pre-pandemic, man. Pre-pandemic, I think we were lazy. We brought our C game. We maybe brought our B game, whatever it might be. Then you get hit with the pandemic, and then you realize, oh, my gosh, C and B does not work. I need an A game. I need an A game to get attention. And then what you see out there on on the platforms that are available, that are powerful to get your message out, everything looks the same. I cannot, I mean, I cannot differentiate 
big companies posting from another big companies posting from another big company. And if, if, if we're truly wanting or can or desire to survive, rebuild, and prosper, you're going to have to get attention. So what does that mean? How do you get that attention? How do you, diff- how do you stand out in this numbness? And it's numb. It's numb. So that's sort of the, the, the journey that I sort of been going on from there and helping customers and clients and companies uh, get more attention in this sort of digital numbness. Well, I mean, you haven't just helped one customer and you haven't just made, uh, you know, a 10-minute podcast. You have recorded some 2,500 individual yeah. podcast episodes. That's a lot of interviews. That's a lot of effort. Uh, you know, one podcaster to another. Why do you why do you keep doing it? And, you know, what is it? Were you motivated by becoming the leading industry podcast, which you arguably are today? Or were you motivated by just, you know, putting food on the table? Or, you know, what what, what is it that drives this? And, and it's, it's sort of more like it's a purpose. Now, I'll, I'll step back on a purpose. I believe to truly uh, reach your potential, you have to have a strong vision on what your purpose needs to be. And that purpose has to come from the heart. It doesn't have to, I mean, yeah, you, sure, I want to make money. Okay, fine, great. That's not a real purpose. Maybe helping people achieve what they need to achieve, that might be more of a purpose. So for me, recognizing the impact industry, and I always say industry, it could be manufacturing, it could be oil and gas, it could be just industry, and the impact, the positive impact uh, industry can have on people and communities. I mean, you're, they're changing lives. This is from the heart. And to do that, I want to be able to, and, I, and I, I play the guy that doesn't know anything, which I don't. And when I interview people, it, it always comes from that perspective. But to, to educate, the big one is to collaborate, and then, of course, innovate. And what, what do I mean by that? And this is my passion. This is what drives me, is one, if, if we can truly educate, deliver education in an entertaining way, in a way that sticks to people who are listening, right, then we are achieving the objective of truly educating whatever, the industry, whatever, people. Because if we don't do that, and all of this wonderful innovation that's taking place out there, all of that just momentum that is happening out in the market. If we don't do that, we could have the cure for cancer. We could put it in a white paper. We could back it up with science and data and all of that good stuff and slap it in a paper. But if nobody listens to it, you know what happens? People die of cancer. Nobody's going to listen to it. So we fail. We fail at that. So we have to, anytime we put out our content, because somebody says, hey, you got to put out content. It's got to be educational. you got to do this. But if it's boring, then, then we have a problem. So education with a purpose of, of making it entertaining in some way, shape, or form. Fly your hands up a little bit. Be focused. Be a little bit vulnerable. Be human. Whatever it might be, people respond to that. And I'll give you another example of that. We are... As people now, we've been living in this digital world. Go out to Facebook, go out to Instagram, go out to LinkedIn, go out wherever. And we naturally just go zip, 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 zip. And I will, 
100% of the time, 100% of the time, gravitate to that dog story or that cat story or that human story or whatever it might be. And I will stop and I will look at that. We've got to recognize that that is where our marketplace is. If we are to backfill or, or encourage young professionals, future leaders within industry, we've got to speak their language, right? We just do. The second component to that is collaboration. And right now, I've never experienced anything so fast-paced in the world of industrial 4.0, edge, cloud, the IoT, IIoT, digital twin, whatever. They're all just blistering fast, moving forward, and it's hard for people to, to keep up. So that is a collaboration uh, strategy from my perspective. You don't have all the answers, but somebody might have an answer that fits into your puzzle piece, whatever it might be. And so if we're not, we're, if we're not just, just, just constantly focusing on how do we collaborate with people, not sell, not sell, just, just, Hey, I have a problem. I need to collaborate. I'm educating myself. I need to collaborate. Because if you're not collaborating, then you're not getting the full picture. You're still in that silo. And unfortunately, many companies just like to stay in that silo when there is just a, a, a plethora of other options out there that could truly solve problems. You just need to not be stubborn, to be vulnerable, to be human, and collaborate. Because there's all the, all the other people and all the other companies that have that same passion and desire would like to collaborate too. How do we bring that together, right? So we've got one, educate, two, collaborate. And then whether we like it or not, whether companies like it or not, business as usual is not business as usual. And that means you've got to start to embrace the innovation that is taking place out there. Here's the real reason why. If you're not embracing that innovation, if you're not going down and and playing in that game and trying to understand your competition is, and it that competition will figure it out and will gain market share as a result of that. So long-winded answer, Tron, but the reality is, is I have a passion because I think industry uh, needs to be celebrated, needs to be highlighted, needs to be marketed in such a way that you are. They are heroes out there. They are doing great things. When I say great things, that's companies and people. They're doing great things to change the lives of people and countries and the world. That That's just how I feel. And I believe that with my heart. Yeah, I mean, you obviously do. And, and people who are intrigued can listen to some of these 2,500 episodes. I mean, we're not going to go through all of them, but I, I am curious because, you know, you're combining... You know, a little bit of an unusual approach to podcasting because these days, you know, some people are monetizing it through like advertising or something. But you, you are actually a content, you are an unashamed sort of content marketing platform. But, but the difference is the conversations you provide, even though some of it is, you know, is, is openly kind of pay to play. They're just interesting on their own. Tell me a little bit about some of the things you have learned along the way. I mean, it could be individual companies you've gotten in touch with and then learning things or people. I'm, I'm assuming you're connecting yeah. with individuals here. Yeah. What are some of the things, if you were to even just sort of mm -hmm. give me a little lineup of the things that you think are going on right now that not everybody is, is really attuned to, what are some of the things you picked up on that are, is happening right now? 
so this is this is what I what I see, right? This is this is where I go. So when I started podcasting, when I started going down this digital transformation, digital of myself, right? Personal digital transformation as I start to embrace all this stuff. I realized that um, quickly that if I take the role of the conventional thinking and I can't, I, I don't like conventional thinking because then we start to get into the groove. So here's one of the risks that I see is that, hey, I want a podcast. Great. Let's do it the same way every big corporation does it, right? We do it this way. We just transfer our corporate environment to the digital space. And I and, and that is not a good fit for what we do out there. When you go to, you know, Twitter, it's from the heart. If, if, if you're looking around, there's just, there's just a different culture, different vibe, different way of being able to communicate. So I came to the conclusion that, first off, it's not a vanity project of me, and I don't want it to be. And the reason for that is it, it has to be of industry professionals and companies and what they're doing from a human perspective. Write that down. Human, 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 right? If, 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 it's, if it's always going to be like uh, I speak and me speak and, and, and put that out on, nobody's going to listen to I speak and me speak. They just don't. But if it's, what are you doing? How are you solving problems? That is cool. That's from the heart. So the way I always approach it is, first off, the metrics are the metrics. The data is the data, whatever it is. What's resonating, what's not resonating. Digital mortality, the, the content of digital mortality is swift. It's fast. So I'm, I'm of the position that, I'm going to I'm going to get stuff out there. I'm going to highlight these individuals because I know that tomorrow it's going to, you know, start start to die like a like a a, a gnat. It's going to just ah. So you have to keep moving forward and you have to keep it fresh. You have to keep pushing and and get out of your comfort zone and recognize that once you find yourself being you know, like me, and it's happened to me because I naturally go there, go to sort of that corporate speak then you run the risk of nobody listening to you. That's it's just the reality of it. So you have so, to really fight to just say, "Okay, I'm going to go out there." So the the, the corporate yeah. speak you speak you speak about is that mostly around like technology or product talk, uh, or is it uh, more like a mode of speaking that 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 gets it to be yeah. boring? It's and a combination of yeah, it's a combination. Yeah, one we can't we I don't like infomercials. The information is baked in. It's just a reality. I don't need to have a conversation about your widget and why your widget is solving problems all day long. Nobody will listen to that widget conversation. That's one. Two, the other area is that corporate speak makes it seem phony or rehearsed or whatever. The real trick is to be able to make it fun, like a coffee table. If I... For example, if I watch uh, Netflix, right, go to Netflix, am I going to Netflix to be bored out of my skull and look at something that's corporate, or am I going there to look at it from the, the perspective of being entertained? Yeah, I'm going there to be entertained, too, and I'm going to learn from that. When we start to venture into corporate speak, like, Hey, Tron, welcome to Industrial Talk. Tron's got this type of background, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and nobody, and I mean nobody, the future leaders, 
No. You've got to capture it right off the bat. So that to me is corporate speak. And I think that if you look at how you generate your content, um, I'm all about, I'm just, I'm going to get it out. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be real. People are attracted to that as opposed to I'm going to spend five days working on this video, creating the graphics, making it spin and do all of that stuff. Your return on that, this is me, your return on that is, is minimal. And people will, I, I call it corporate stink. People will look at that and say, nah, I'm not going to listen to that because it's, gonna, it's got a lot of corporate stink on it. But I'll listen to somebody that's like, hey, what the heck's going on with this thing? I don't understand IoT. Tell me what it means. Yeah. That to me is real. And that to me is different. So, so, uh, so if you, when, when you do talk about industrial tech, I mean, there are a lot of things oh, yeah. to talk about. IoT, you know, all kinds of industry for there, there There's a lot of tech out there, but you don't approach it from the question of like, you know, what, what is the latest techie tech? You, 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 you say, how are you using it? What does it mean to you? Why are you even doing this? Like you're asking the more basic human questions around it. I am. And, and I'll take the position and maybe I'll know something about IoT, but uh, that is a fool's errand. If I think that I know about IoT and I'm talking to somebody who knows about IoT, uh, I can get myself into trouble real quick. So I will be the individual that will ask the, the basic questions because that's where it starts. If, if you can establish the basic reason why, let's say, IoT is important to manufacturing, then individual and people who are listening will say, I got it. Oh, that's interesting. I will take the next step, right? I always try to keep it at the 101 level and allow the listener to take that next step and say, I want to know more. I want to know about, and then I'll just say, hey, contact Ron. He knows more. He knows, just contact Well, see, Ron. that's the other thing I really want to talk about because you, when you say industrial marketing, to many people, mm -hmm. marketing means one-way communication. Like you said, that's streamlined, really pro and looks great and is a, in every media and you know pervasive. But you're saying marketing to you is relationship building more, more than anything else. It's, you know, if I can connect Tron to someone else, that's my marketing, and that's tangible. It's, it's more than legion. You're actually connecting people. If, if I'm going to live by my moniker of education, collaboration, and innovation, the, the biggest component to that is collaboration. And, and you're absolutely spot on. We, we, and I'll give you an example, and I, I don't understand it. I don't. Just, and, and I tried. I don't get it. I think it's a waste of time. So... We start out saying, all right, man, let's get this mailing list. Let's buy a mailing list. It's got a gazillion people on it, a gazillion people of this type. And, and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to run. I'm going to push. I'm going to push out uh, a message in my email, right? Okay. And the majority of them are going to bounce. The majority of them are going to get stuck. And so you just buy this and you, you, you have to ask the question, Nobody's just going to sit there and go, wow, look at this. I've never heard of Tron before, but he sent me an email. He sent me an email, and he's just talking my talk. So I'm going to get on my cell phone right now and call Tron. Tron, I got your email. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. 
it doesn't happen at all. It always there's the the way the way you you develop and, and open doors is you got to create that relationship. And the only time you're going to really create that relationship is if there's a win-win solution. For example, if I if I call Acme, right? Acme, we're doing a series on uh, grid stabilization or uh, whatever it might be, utilities journey into digital transformation. Let's just say that, which we are doing, by the way. We just go down that road. And I want to hear your voice. I, you have, you have, I'm looking out at your stat card on LinkedIn. You've got mad skills. Come on, be a part of this particular series. If they say yes, ah, winner, winner, chicken dinner. If they say no, there's another person out there that will say, yeah, I got mad skills. I'm doing that. What I want to do is pull in that education, right? Start with that, with people that know what they're doing, with me playing the dumb guy, which I am, and, and be able to bring that together to be able to then share, share with people who could truly benefit from it. That's win. It's win for them. It's win for the, the listeners of Industrial Talk and industry as a whole because all of this stuff is happening fast. So when that happens, then I can say, and I listen, and somebody says, you know, I'm having challenges with this device. And I can sit there and say, you know what? I can help you. Go talk to Tron. Hey, Tron, got this guy. Hey, there it is. Boom. And and that is a beyond warm. That is helping people truly solve problems with a nice introduction, with a and and, I, and it's it doesn't even have to be that formal. It's like, hey, try, you got to talk to this person. And then tries to go, oh, okay. That's the difference. This whole mailing list, you you've got to have ability to be you've got to have the a platform that allows people to say, yeah, I want to participate because I get an asset. I get something out of it for, for me and my company, and it's beneficial. And then it's, it's part of a community. Oh, great. That's different. The buying of a mailing list and cold calling, uh, it, that's, that's rough stuff. Well, so you say you don't know much, but yet, I mean, you have a whole philosophy here. So you wrote a book, I think, with uh, um on business beatitudes and you somewhere in there uh yeah. tapping to your industrial soul is part of this messaging yeah what what is people's uh, i mean what is a company's industrial soul or is it an individual thing that you have to do soul searching now and I, I and one of the things i'm not i'm not warm and fuzzy and fluffy and and i just i know that of myself i but just like individuals companies have a soul that soul could be, and you just be honest about it, that soul could be harsh, cutthroat, mean, whatever it might be. Yeah, you don't want that, especially now, right? You don't want that. You want, you want a soul that uh, is highlighted by understanding, being vulnerable. And like, once again, I'm not warm and fuzzy. I'm just saying that that we are in a position where we need to have understanding, we need to be vulnerable, we need to collaborate, which is a sense of humility because pre-pandemic industry was always like, I got the answer. I have it. Me, 100%. Blah, 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 blah. But that's not the case. 
You don't have all the answers. Some of the, sometimes those answers reside within, within your team at the, at the very front end. Who, who knows? But you've got to be able to have that, 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 uh, that soul. I'm, and, and do you think in today's market that somebody will say, they do this, they do this, whether you like it or not, Gen Z people, everything is out there on the World Wide Web. And so if I'm looking at an opportunity with Acme, what do you think I'm looking for? I'm looking at their soul. I'm not, I'm not attracted to Acme because, hey, they beat the hell out of people. I like that. I'm going to join Acme. And there it is. It's all news out there. Acme beats the hell out of people. No, nobody's going to go to that. But people are gravitated to understanding what that, that soul is of that company. That's what, and if you want to attract people, they're not going to come to you and say, Acme beats the hell out of people. I'm in. But Scott, I mean, I've worked for these massive companies and I worked for smaller companies right now. You know, I'm engaged with a startup. I also work for large university structures and, you know, the larger the structure, no matter how it's structured, these things are hard for them to do. And you can, I, I believe you can find an individual what where that, this resonates. I'm just curious, your experience is working with these Fortune 500 companies. Mm-hmm. How do you get that one person to buy into this approach? Or are you saying they're so hungry for it that they're actually coming to you for a refreshing change from 99% of industrial marketing? I, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I, I look at it this way, and, and you're right. Uh, some people get it, some people don't. I'll work with the people that get it. It's uh, the least path of resistance. It's like the old power analogy. Uh, the power will always go to the through the least path of resistance. So I'm just, if, if a company is not seeing the value of what this is about and they're trying to go back to the old ways, which I highly uh, discourage because I, I believe business as usual is not, uh, not an option. And, and it's a journey. Some people say, well, okay, I'll just do this. Okay, fine. It's a journey. And then they feel comfortable. The key is just sort of that move forward. You're doing podcasts. You, Tron, said, I'm going to do podcasts. Well, whatever time, whatever. You just did it. And you did it. I remember the first time. And again, I started podcasting for the simple fact that I wanted to change my conversation with a, a prospect, right? Boom. So I, I remember, I did my research. I went out there. I got the mixer. I got the mic. I got this, I got this, that, and the other thing, right? Then I had to make the decision of doing one. Remember that? You remember that first time you did that, Tron, right? Yes, I it did. was weird. It's just weird. I, I, I guess I got to do it. And you did it. And then yeah. you did it again. And then you right. did it again. And then you improved. And then you were a little bit better. And then you said, ah, that didn't go well. I'm going to adjust. You just keep going. You're looking for companies, and companies have got to do this, is that it's a journey. And make it a journey. It doesn't have to be big bang. Just take a step. Move you know forward. what my, my story is? The moment I started recording my conversations, I got very embarrassed that I haven't recorded the past decade. So I have no idea where my last decade went. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because my memory doesn't happen to be photographic. Okay. So I'll have a conversation with someone and, wow. you know, I, I'll be guilty of forgetting some details of that conversation, you know, unless it like really latches onto some neuron that stubbornly wants to pick that up. How I didn't think of recording conversations, like I should have been podcaster number one, yeah. like back in, I mean, you know, I've been interviewing people for, you know, for academic stuff for 20 years, but even just industrial interviews and in conversations for much longer. You were a lot earlier. But- well, I, I guess so. I, I, I agree with you 100%. It's not as if I believe, and, and, and you know, timing's everything, right? Uh, today, today, right now, the, the tools that we use are pretty straightforward. They're pretty easy. They're not difficult. You don't have to be a coder to make it happen. I'm modifying my website. I'm doing it. Me. It's like, okay. So they've made it in such a way that it has greater user friendliness, right? It's just, it, okay. Today is now. Maybe back then when, when the opportunity arised, it wasn't as friendly. And it would have been more frustrating, especially for me, steep learning curve, everything's, you know. But, but now I think that the, the digital uh, marketing and sales products and services and solutions out there are easier. They just are. That allows you to be, do whatever you want, right? You, you could do whatever you want. You can have, you could, but again, if you want to start a podcast, don't make it sound boring. You got to push yourself. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. But no, it, agree, but, but the rewards of being able to work and to talk to people who are thinking differently and you just sort of – you can geek out on this stuff. And I, yeah. I do. So whenever I approach a um, – whenever I engage a, a client, this is how it sort of rolls. And, and, and it's just every time. I want internal people. Give me internal. Come on, give me some internal people. And those internal people will speak highly of your company, highly of your solutions and services. Two, I want to talk to your customers. Bring them on. Win-win. It doesn't matter. It's all buried in there. Give me your customers that just love you. And they're saying, you know what? We did this. We're receiving this type of solution and benefit and blah, blah, blah. If you have partners, like you sell your services to partners or whatever it might be, fine. They're going to speak highly of you. But the real value, the real key, as I build this portfolio of great stuff about you, your company, I want prospects. And this is how it sort of rolls. Hey, prospect, look, you need to get on this podcast. Look what we're doing with Acme. They're, 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 you need to be a part of it. And and it's hard to say no. Just is. People want to tell their stories. People need to tell their stories. And it, it has to get out there. And it has to get out there in an entertaining way. Or nobody's going to listen to it. Scott, my last question. If you yeah. want to put on like your futurist hat in industrial marketing. Yeah. And you, you, you're an innovator in industrial marketing by... I, I guess going a little bit counter counterculture. Do you think that what you're doing, which is essentially storytelling, relationship building, kind of the old school way, yet with a very innovative tool, the podcast, 
this combination, is this going to go more mainstream? I mean, everyone is doing podcasts these days, uh, but but maybe in the wrong way. Where do you think this is going? Like, not just podcasting, but industrial marketing, the field that you are sort of pioneering in your own in your own yeah. way. Where is the the rest of industrial marketing heading? Right, and, and this is how I I'm, and, and I'm going down this road. Let's put it this way: I, you know, whether it uh, whether it translates into something, I don't know. So when I was a boy, I, uh, I grew up in California, went to Disneyland, like everybody did, right? Walt Disney created a you know, park that sort of uh, attached themselves to dreams, right? Cool stuff. So one of my favorite locations would be the, the Tomorrowland, right? I like Tomorrowland. I always do. To this day, I remember as a boy going to Tomorrowland, right? From that particular interaction with Disney, and that as a boy, that that established dreams inside of me and saying, I want to be a part of that. I, I do. <clears throat> we need to take that same approach because industry innovates and solves problems. They just do. And the innovation is cool stuff. It is cool. It is spectacular. And, um, and it has to be delivered in that sort of Disney entertainment because it is cool stuff. And so where I see it going, I believe, me personally, if you can tap into that entertainment side and make it engaging, we're better off because then more people will then consume it and then more people will benefit and that rippling effect. But if you make it boring, if you make it corporate, you get that corporate stink on you and it's about, ah, oh, me, speak, my, my stuff, feature, benefit, whatever, nobody will listen. And then your effectiveness will be minimized. Let's not do that. I believe this platform and all of the tools that are out there, Tron, can truly transform lives transform communities and change the world. I believe that with my heart. Well, I'm I mean, you're you're an impressive guy. You are uh, a front runner in industrial podcasting and I'm thrilled to have you on because you you are setting the you're blazing a path here. Well, thank you, but it's funny. It's it's like you and I and and very few are unicorns. We're just unicorns. It's it's we it's it's a it can be uncomfortable. But I don't care about that anymore. Uh, but it's lonely too, right? It just is. So what do we do? You, you just move forward. Just take that step. Do it. Just say yes one time. Just do it. And you know, the, to your point, you stick to it, Tron. You did it. You just keep on going. That's that's the real mark of success is that you just keep going. And then you just keep adapting. And then you just pivot this way. Many people who think, yeah, I'm going to get into podcasts, they stop. They just stop. Because, because somebody's not liking them or something, something whatever reason. That, that yeah, I'm, I'm reminded. I've, I, I'm training for the marathon right now, which is this thing I'd never dreamed I would be doing. And oh. everyone says, you know, as a metaphor, yeah, it's a marathon, not a, you know, not a race, small race or, you know, whatever. It's a long-term thing. But those people, most of them haven't trained for the marathon. Like it, it really is, there really is something there. That metaphor means something because it's, you know, it's not like a one month commitment. It's not a two month commitment. It's, you know, at the very least a four, you know, four, four month commitment. But for most people responsibly, it's like six plus months. 
And that's even just the beginning, right? So augmented, oh. we've been doing this for six months. And I feel like that this is just the first, you know, baseball, first inning. It's certainly just the beginning, right? And you've been doing this for how many years now? Uh, about three. Yeah. And again, it just starts out, I want to celebrate you, right? It's got to be other focus. It can't be about you. It, it just, it's already baked in, right? Uh, it's, it, but it's got to be about the other, what they're doing. Help them, right? Craft their message. It it just it just does, and yeah, it's we're still at the beginning of this. We don't know where it's going. In our short time, you know, Tron, you've seen things change from where you were to where you're at today, and it's it's like miles. It's miles. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and I, the I, conversations exciting, that you're having, I mean, the, I would say this: that even if I earned nothing on the podcast and you know my overlord said this is not worth it the individual learnings from just recording and even just replaying conversations like this and having a little bit of a record that's almost worth it in and of itself like i i learned so much every week yeah. Yeah. after you know 6 months of, of of this i would say look can I write a book about these topics? Yes, I can. I mean, and okay, there are other ways to sit down and like scratch your head and, you know, read journals or whatever. But this is probably one of the most efficient ways yeah. to learn because you spend very, a lot of your time listening, which is hard. It is. So, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I, I find myself having to uh, be careful about being a freaking know-it-all, right? So it's like you go to a you go to an event and somebody starts chirping about IoT. Uh, 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 I I know IoT stuff. I've I and you got to pull yourself back. Well, what about the cloud? Uh, I know about cloud. Uh, what about uh, you know? It's just, you got to be careful because I talked to this guy and then this person and this lady and she just this and you just got to be careful about that. <laughs> Last thing I wanted to just pick your brain on, and yeah, this is yeah. more as me as a young podcaster to a more yeah, yeah. seasoned one. How do you deal with? increasing attention because the opposite is very easy like how do you you know you you work hard to try to get attention but then once you get a little bit of attention i am feeling that a little bit also uh because there are all these expectations and suddenly you are this one window and people want to either come on the show or they want to advertise on the show or they yeah. want something from you that you don't necessarily either can give them or want to give them how do you deal with that once right. you, uh, which you, you know, running in stride, eventually you hit that point where yeah. there's more things available that, uh, than you can respond to. What do you Ste do? Because you're yeah. not a billion dollar machine. So you can't like hire, you know, 90 people to answer your emails and come up with all these adjacencies that you can give out. Like you have a limited bandwidth. You have whatever slots you decided you do every week. Yeah. How do you deal with that attention? Do you have you figure out something where you can make people happy mm -hmm. and at least not angry at you. I, I can't even answer emails. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I Okay, and, and this is just how I roll with this. Uh, I'll get people reaching out and say, hey, Scott, I want to be on. Sure, this is what happens. I'll say, they'll send me information about who this individual is. Right? I, I, it, it might be sort of a, a, a concierge service, whatever it might be. Hey, great, fantastic. I'll look. If it's in line with how I can sort of craft it, I'll say, sure, let's have a conversation. Here's my Calendly link. You know what happens? Nine times out of 10, 
they don't contact you. They yeah. don't. They just yeah. don't. So it dies. I've up. had that too. You set yeah, a gating criteria. Yeah, you set the a gating sec- criteria. Yeah, so it dies a death. About a quick little death there. The second thing is that I always, through the prism of my purpose, is it about education and collaboration and innovation? Will it help uh, the community that is uh, the the industrial talk community if I do this? I've been candid, and I'll and but. I won't, I won't blow them off. I will reach out to them and say, I just want to let you know, I love what you're doing. However, I don't think it's a good fit for the listeners. And I'll look at it from that person, because if I'm driven by my purpose, then, then I have to be real to that purpose. And so I'll have that conversation. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to promote companies that, Hey, we do, you know, we sell t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work. Or we're doing the best we can to destroy the world. Yeah, okay, let's go yeah, on. That's exactly yeah. right. And yeah. so it's like, yeah, no, it, it, it and, yeah. and from my perspective, it, it's it's sort of easy and I can, but the key from my perspective, Tron, I will reach out because they're, they're people, they're human. I'm going to reach out and say, hey, thanks for contacting me. Uh, not a good fit. Or, hey, let's have a, uh, let's have a 15 minute chit chat. Let's talk about expectations. What are you looking at? And then, it just dies. And I'm not going to follow up because I don't have the, that's where I, it's like, I did my part. You do your part and, and try to get on my calendar. I've given you everything. Yeah. That's the reality. Scott, it's been, uh, it's been fascinating. Congrats on the platform you've built. Wow. Congrats on the relationships that you have uh, created in the community more than anything. I mean, that's what's, uh, I guess not just impressive. It's just very interesting. You built this community of people who care about, industrial talk and and they want to have those conversations with you and with i'm assuming you know between themselves i i i'm shameless when it comes to that because if if i don't do that if i don't if if i don't facilitate that relationship uh then i fail as uh, fail my purpose and not be able to so i mean we've got to collaborate i mean it, it just is if if we're if we want to continue to manufacture here in the United States, right? Let's just let's just take that position. That is a you can't be alone. So what do we do? How do we help be everybody succeed? How do we increase that pie? That's important. Yeah. All Very right. cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show, and best of uh, luck with your things. And I hope we can stay in touch. Well, Tron, thank you very much. We got to get you on my podcast. Yes, that's how it works. That's the community. <laughs> Tron, thank you very much, and thank you for uh, your listeners because I, 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 they need to be celebrated. I agree with that. Thanks. You have just listened to episode twenty-eight of the Augmented Podcast with host Tronarne Unheim. The topic was Making Industry Sexy, and our guest was Scott McKenzie, host of the Industrial Talk podcast. In this conversation, we talked about uniquely effective approaches in industrial marketing and relationship building. My takeaway is that building relationships is the foundation of business and should be the mainstay of marketing, even in the digital era. Podcasts have emerged as a powerful way to structure industrial conversations, And the Industrial Talk podcast is a masterful example of combining content marketing with authenticity, voice, and a strong mission. Thanks for listening. If you liked the show, subscribe at augmentedpodcast.co 
or in your preferred podcast player and rate us with five stars. If you liked this episode, you might also like episode 39, Covering Industrial Innovation, episode 26, Manufacturing in Massachusetts, or episode 4, A Renaissance in Manufacturing. Hopefully, you'll find something awesome in these or other episodes. If so, do let us know by messaging us. We would love to share your thoughts with other listeners. Yeah, so, um, look, my dad worked for GE. I worked for GE for 35 years. I, I love the company, and I love the people I work with, and I did my best every day. Yet with all that, there are some people that blame me for a lot of things associated with the company. And so that's heartbreaking, right? That's, that's, that's heartbreaking. But I'm not the only person that's gone through stuff like that. And the decision you have to make is, are you just gonna keep, are you gonna quit and just go into hiding? Or are you gonna keep on trying, right? And so I kept trying. I kept trying to add value. I kept trying to help people like Max and Natan. And, and I think that's the message. The message is sometimes, despite best intentions, intentions, things don't work the way you want them to, but you just can't quit. You, 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 you can't quit. You gotta keep trying and, and find new avenues to add value. Hopefully you'll find something awesome in these or other episodes. If so, do let us know by messaging us and we would love to share your thoughts with other listeners. The Augmented Podcast is created in association with Tulip, connected frontline operations platform that connects the people, machines, devices, and the systems used in a production or logistics process in a physical location. Tulip is democratizing technology and empowering those closest to operations to solve problems. Tulip is also hiring. You can find Tulip at tulip.com. Please share this show with colleagues who care about where industry and especially industrial tech is heading. To find us on social media is easy. We are Augmented Pod on LinkedIn and Twitter and Augmented Podcast on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time. Augmented, industrial conversations that matter.